welcome. Glad to have you with us. It is uh, 8.07, uh, but uh, before I get into this, I need to chat with Brian for a minute. Brian, I yes, got sir. this... Good morning. Yeah, good morning. I, I need your help on this. Okay. Uh, I got this message. It says, the Guardians Charitable Motorcycle Group is going to be collecting donations uh, at Fringe Western Wear over by Bass Pro Shops for the families that were affected by the Woolrich Fire. And they're accepting clothing and household items and anything that anyone wants to bring out. They're going to be there from now until 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So they're actually out there right now. Oh, Am I allowed? No, 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 no. That's just way too late to start promoting an event. You have to, like, start early in the week. Yeah. And uh, you have to go through the sales department in order to put a message like that on in the air. That would be, you know, giving free information. No, no, we can't do can't, that. Can't do that. Can't uh-huh. do that. The Guardians, even though it's the Guardians Motorcycle Group, and yeah, it's for the Woolrich Fire Victims. And I know that there's uh, a lot of people that suffered during that, but that's a paid commercial announcement. So, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to share any of the information. That When, when was that again? It was It's, it's on right now, yeah. and it goes on until 2 in the afternoon uh, over at uh, the Fringe Western Wear by the Bass Pro Shops. And they're looking for clothing and household items. Uh, but I, I can't tell anybody about it again. No, I'm sorry yeah. about that. All right. Well, well ordinarily, I, I might let it pass, but I don't yeah. know. It just... I, uh, I checked. I mean, I, just, I didn't want to get in trouble with the sales department. Yeah. And uh, you're the you're the, I'm the guardian of the game. You know, no, we can't put All any right. of that information on. I won't, I won't tell a soul. I'll okay. just keep it quiet. I won't even tell Garson from Graphs, who's in the studio with us. Good morning, Garson. Good morning, Gary. Glad to have you with us. And uh, he's not alone. Oh, no, Chuck Basie is with us as well. Chuck, welcome. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you, Gary. I uh, had a, a, a caller, uh, y- yeah, yesterday. I think I heard that, David. Yeah. Yeah, I've talked to him many times. Um, good, good man. Yeah? Yeah, he, think he, he was talking he, about some book or something. I, I can't remember the name of it. Is that right? No, no uh, your replacement. Oh, uh, John Martin. John Martin. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, great, great guy. Rooting yeah. for him 100%. Yeah. All right. Just wanted to find out. Uh, and then uh, Dale, uh, Mr. Witt, I guess. Um, yeah, he I changed can, his name. It, yeah, <laughs> I've been looking this in my phone book, and I couldn't find it at first. <laughs> Dale Good morning, Robert. sir. Good morning. MoGunLaw.com. Uh, listen, I'm going to start off talking about the president because he is... Um, running around talking gun control, which, by the way, is really a bad idea at this point in the game because, um, well, nobody nobody is buying it as a, uh, as a reason to vote for the Democrats. But he has either twisted the truth, didn't know the truth, or out and out lied. Historically, that's just what he does. Uh, here, this is an old interview. Explaining to do. The new questions stem from taped remarks of Biden during an April campaign appearance in New Hampshire. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and, in fact, ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only 823 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, <laughs> that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, 
ended up near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. <laughs> you think? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, but this genius, who is an inveterate liar has been talking anti-guns for a long time. You may all remember this. If you want to protect yourself, get a double-barrel shotgun, have the shells of 12-gauge shotgun, and I promise you, as I told my wife, we live in an area that's wooded and somewhat secluded. I said, Jill, if there's ever a problem, just walk out on the balcony here or walk out, put that double-barrel shotgun and fire two blasts outside the house. I promise you, who's ever coming in is not going to... You don't need an AR-15. Sage-like advice, huh, Garson? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah? He, he should he should give up his job being president and start running a, a shooting school. <laughs> well, he's not done. Oh, nay, nay, Perlene. My, my, my legislation says there can be no more than eight bullets in a round, okay? <laughs> what? what? What are you guys well, laughing at? I mean, that is some high technology because the army tried that back in the '60s and '70s, and the most they could get in a round was three projectiles, um, and weren't able to make that work the way they wanted it. Well, Those duplex and triplex rounds. But wouldn't it be great if a company could actually do that and then you know, like name it the Biden round? <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be. Oh, the, the duplex <laughs> rounds apparently aren't that bad. It's just not as effective as they'd hoped. <laughs> well, he's, he's got a better idea. My, my, my legislation says there can be no more than eight bullets in a round. I'm, I'm all for that. I, I hate wasting bullets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the Democrats are pushing. Hey, that would be 64 projectiles in a 1911. <laughs> Ooh, I could take out half a city. I want I want eight bullets in a round now, so I can I can carry a smaller gun and have many more bullets. You know, Graphs is the reloading authority, uh, and you guys could come up with a new machine uh, that would you because you'd want to reload. You wouldn't want to have to go out and buy those every time you you know ran through them. You'd you'd go broke. Yeah, they'd be pretty expensive. Yeah, but you could always get reloads. So the Democrats are still running on gun control. The economy is in, you know, tumult. We've got this in incredible inflation problem. Interest rates are going up. Housing sales are going down. And the Democrats have stepped into the breach to tell you we're going to pass gun control. Yeah. Key Keystone was the keystone to all of this, I think. Keystone was the keystone? Yeah. The pipeline? Yes. He, he took that out and everything's crumbling down around it. Well, that was the that was the beginning. The, yeah. There was so much more that he That's did. That's what I'm saying. It was the keystone to all this. Yes, the keystone <laughs> to all this. That's, that's very good. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Uh, can we get uh, somebody in from Modern Arms? Uh, <laughs> Larry at the Brown Station location? Yeah, that's the guy. All right, listen. Uh, this is a mistake the Democrats are making. Millions of new gun owners across the country. Uh, and I even think that Uvalde has literally... It not been useful in the gun control argument because everybody's looking at what law enforcement did down there and going, that's the problem. Um, and 
I don't. I. I just. I'm just surprised they're even trying to run on this. Uh, but if you uh, if you want an expert to talk about it, you just contact Joe Biden because he knows all about guns, and he'll well, be glad to teach you. I don't see why those cops didn't take his advice down there and just shoot their guns up into the air randomly. Yeah, that would have terrified him, and he would have left. No, uh, it's it is a tragedy, and it is a sad, sad event. It could have been stopped. Uh, it it just baffles me that uh, the Democrats think somehow gun control is the answer, that that's the answer. The Canadians aren't even uh, engaging in gun control. Even if the, they're having a hard time getting the uh, the Canadians to give up their guns. Oh, yeah, Trudeau, Trudeau stepped in it. Oh, big time. And, and Gary, the sad thing for me, one of the many sad things about the Democrats and their position on firearms... I was doing some research this week, updating my webpage, and I was looking at the federal law that says you can travel across country with a firearm, and it was passed, it was the McClure-Volkmer Act that enacted that. Volkmer, as in Harold Volkmer, Democrat congressman from Missouri, very pro-gun, out-front Democrat, pro-gun guy. What happened to those people in the Democratic Party? You know, I, I yeah, don't... Good question. I don't see many of them. I, in fact, I can't think of any uh, Democrat legislators. Uh, Chuck is in the legislature. He's been working with Democrats and Republicans for years. Are there very many of those left, uh, pro-gun? Uh, very, very few. Um, they, uh, you know, I, I was looking at the NRA uh, ratings um, just yesterday, and, and there's, there's one Democrat that got a B rating from Kansas City, Michael Johnson, and then our local uh, state rep from District, soon to be District 46, uh, David Tyson Smith, got a D. But all of the other ones, if they filled out the survey, which most of them did, uh, are Fs. So um, they're, they're very anti-Second um, Amendment, and uh, I think they're going to continue to be, you know. So uh, it, it's so important for people, if they're concerned about their, not just their Second Amendment rights, but their rights in general, get out and vote this Tuesday. It's very, very important. Your vote counts. Uh, everybody needs to get out and vote. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's do this. We've got, uh, we're up against the clock. Uh, but when we come back, we'll talk about those Canadians. I'm Gary on Guns. It is 21 minutes after 8. Glad to have you with us. I want to know which one of you clowns sent me this. Uh, it is a, a text message. It says, well, it finally happened. I expected it to happen, but not this soon. Today, I went into an Ace Hardware store to buy a hammer. At the checkout, I was asked for my driver's license. Seems a new law has gone into effect requiring background checks to buy hammers. I needed the hammer, otherwise I'd have gone to a hammer show and used the hammer show loophole. <laughs> Things are moving smoothly at the checkout and... Till they told me I could only have ten nails in my pouch. Really? <laughs> uh, which one of you clowns sent that? I did. That's a neighbor of mine. A really good guy. Oh. And, uh, yeah, that, that really entertained me. I read it. My wife didn't understand why I was laughing so hard. But, uh, <laughs> man, I, mean, I had to send it to you guys. That ten was... nails in my pouch. That's great. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Uh, how do you get a new... Sheridan Tank. How, how, how do you get a new one? You have to ask nicely. 
<laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Uh, well, that's yeah. your lead-in. Yes, I was going to say, yes. The, so the American Legion post in Columbia has been waiting for something to display out front. And a month or two ago, got a call, I guess, from somebody at the Department of Defense that said there's a Sheridan tank in Kansas, of all places. What is a Sheridan tank? That's a smaller tank. It was a tank used in Vietnam. They could airlift it and drop it in places. Um, So uh, we got a company here in town, I think it was AR Towing, that said, pay the gas, we'll go get it for you for free. Uh, Went out and got the tank, brought it back. Emory Sapp and Sons helped us with the huge cement pad that it has to sit on. And there's going to be a dedication of our new tank next Saturday at 1 o'clock. You're dedicating what again? We're going to dedicate the Sheridan tank next Tank? Tanks? You're welcome. Tank? (laughs) I had to go a long way for that. Uh, That's uh, kind of neat. It really is. It's going to be at the American Legion Post? Yes. And as I said, it's primarily a Vietnam-era tank. Uh, so that generation should be quite familiar with it. I don't okay. know if we're going to be allowed to fire it. I don't think so. It's, I don't think it works. But can uh, I, it's probably deactivated. Can I borrow it to drive down Broadway uh, during rush hour? Uh, uh, we'll have to see. I don't think it gets very good gas mileage, but we'll I, talk. I don't really care, but it would just <laughs> get a lot of slow pokes out of my way. Uh, that it would do, yes. Yeah, yeah. All right, listen, we got to let me just uh, refresh everybody. Should should you be curious about who's in studio, Garson is in from Graffs. Chuck Basie, state legislature. You're still in the state legislature till when? Till the end of of December. The end of December. Yep. And uh, I got to be out of my office next Wednesday, which I'm almost got it cleaned out. But anyway, um, it's been a good run. Eight years went by awful fast, but I've really enjoyed it. Now, eight years in the same office? No, no, eight years in the legislature. I've been in the. The office I have now, I've been in there for four years. So you, as you move in, you you bid on it. But your office is by seniority because some of them are not, you know, very big. And you know, as you move into the, you know, your third and fourth term, you end up getting a pretty nice nice office. Yeah, I just about you know, I just got through moving, and I'm thinking, you know, you you're in that office for a few years. You you bring things in periodically, and then all of a sudden you have to move, and it's like, oh, do I have enough boxes for that? Uh, it'll be uh, it'll be sad when you're gone uh, from the legislature, but you're you're still going to be active politically, I assume. Yeah, I'm going to work for Congressman Blaine Lukemeyer out of his Jeff City office, be a field staffer. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I know you have some disagreements with Blaine over the years, but he's really a good good guy. He's uh, I think he's a a fine person and a great uh, congressman. I, I'm not uh, I'm not uh, I'm not going there at all today. Uh, but okay, good. You're gonna you're gonna be. It's it's good you keep producing because you know you, you we need your money, taxes and everything. You you retire and well, then we're not getting and, your. And the great thing, Gary, one of Chuck's duties is to be Blaine's spokesman when Blaine isn't in the district. And who better to speak for you? Uh, someone that's discreet and measures his words carefully uh, than Chuck Basie. They're not going to give me access to his Facebook account. Though. Are you Are you actually, you weren't really talking about Chuck, were you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, let me, uh, let me get back to guns because uh, Trudeau's gun grab, according to the NRA, it ain't cutting it. Uh, earlier this, uh, this year, uh, apparently they 
push this gun control thing, and Canada has uh, three prairie provinces uh, that oppose the federal government's assault weapons confiscation law, and they refuse to allow provincial resources to be used in enforcing the gun ban and the so-called buyback uh, of legally acquired firearms. This almost sounds like what we did here in Missouri, doesn't it? Exactly. You know, uh, you want to do this, you do it from the you know, federal level because we're not doing it in the provinces. Uh, by the end of September, officials representing Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba governments had notified uh, Marco Mendocino, the federal minister responsible for implementing Prime Minister Trudeau's gun ban and confiscation law, that they would not authorize the use of provincially, provincially funded resources to implement the program within their jurisdictions. I don't know about you guys, but the Canadians are <laughs> such a nice group. It's like, really, they're going to stand up for this? And apparently they are. That's kind of neat. Uh, since then, officials in Yukon and New Brunswick have also expressed the view that the federal gun grab uh, shouldn't be piggybacked on provincial resources. They're falling like dominoes up there. They're fighting their uh, for the right to own guns almost like Americans. We need to send them a copy of Missouri's Second Amendment Preservation Act, although I think they've already got the idea. Yeah, clearly they got the idea. Uh, this is a good thing. By the way, I'm at your website, uh, mogunlaw.com, and uh, you've got... Uh, some interesting, you've got uh, search trustworthy links. Thought that was interesting. Travel with firearms, Second Amendment Preservation Act. And by the way, where do we stand on that? Is, has the court revealed any indication of when or what they're going to do? As far as I know, and I've subscribed to that case, so anytime anything happens, they send me an email, and I, they, unless something's happened and it didn't hit me, they haven't even set it for hearing yet. It's the last time I looked at the docket, lawyers were dropping out, new lawyers were, you know, entering their appearance, but it's really not moving. Interesting. Well, maybe it won't. Maybe they'll, they'll just, no, they won't. All right. Um, Democrats want uh, to ban your guns, and they have actually proposed some legislation. I wasn't aware that. I'll give you an idea of what's uh, what's in the waiting if the Democrats prevail in the House and Senate. Uh, and we'll do that next segment of the program. Uh, we also have show and tell coming up about 30 minutes from now. And uh, we'll talk about what Garson, uh, you, know, you know how they, what hath God wrought? What hath Garson, Garson wrought? I'm having a hard time this morning. <laughs> Garson Claus is here. Garson Claus is here? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so we'll cover that ground. Uh, and also, uh, there's a little battle going on in Ohio that's kind of interesting about cities banning guns, coming up with their own laws. Something I think uh, we pretty much cured here in Missouri. Gary on guns. Hey, welcome. 34 minutes after the hour. 35, actually. You know what? I'm, I'm going to do something uh, uh, just a little bit out of the norm here for uh, the gun show, but I, I'm curious because this uh, ballot issue three, I just heard an ad for it again. Um, I'm in favor of legalizing marijuana, but I, I really don't like this bill at all, uh, and I'm going to vote against it. I'm not going to vote for it. Amendment, yes. Uh, and so uh, I'm just curious to get Chuck's take on this because he's been a legislator for a while. What, when you look at that, what is it? 
what do you think? I, I think it's a very bad amendment, and a lot of people, uh, think, I get many calls and questions on this. A lot of people think the legislature uh, passed this, and we did not. It was passed by initiative petition uh, drive by an outside, uh, outside the state entity, and uh, it is 39 pages long, 39 pages that will go into our Constitution. And there's a lot of stuff in there that's just not good, and the most, to me, the most... Uh, nefarious thing in there is uh, on, I think it's on page 27, uh, it says, within 60 days after the effective date of this section, the department shall appoint a chief equity officer. So, uh, and it goes on to, to talk about that. So that, that's, uh, that's where the CRT stuff comes in. Uh, they're just calling it something different. And uh, so it, it's a very, very bad amendment. Uh, I think m almost all the law enforcement entities that I know of are 100% uh, against this. And it's bad. We we if we're going to do this, we need to do it much differently. Yeah, I think it's way too ugly the way the way it stands. Uh, Dale, I'm curious to get your feedback on this. I I don't even know where you stand on uh, the marijuana laws. I I I would love a clean. You know what? We're just going to decriminalize it. Uh, but this, I as much as I want to see that happen, and I don't use marijuana. I don't use any drug. I don't even drink. Uh, I think this is a mess. What do you think? I got a catnip at your house, though, right? I <laughs> <clears throat> I didn't say that. So I, I agree 100% with you and with Chuck. It would not offend me if they legalized marijuana. The more I work with veterans and become, you know, learn about PTSD, the more I think it has its place. But do, putting this much language, messing with the Constitution, really bad idea. And one of the things that offends me, and Chuck knows about this, under the medical marijuana provisions that we now have, there's a fair amount of tax money that goes to the Missouri Veterans Commission for care of our veterans. And under a Amendment 3, if it passes on page 10, it says that amount will be reduced by 60%. And then you get back to page 30 or so, and it says, well, but we may put some of it back. And it's the money that goes back, it starts off saying subject to appropriation which means the legislature will be, you know, dealing with some of those funds. And I guess I'll get off my soapbox and let Garson say something, but I will well, I have noticed, you know, isn't it interesting? They've been shut down for improperly using the NAACP's name and saying they support it. They've been shut down for improperly using images of highway patrol officers and claiming that they support it and they don't you know how how crooked are these people I no guess. there's I a lot just, of money to be had yeah uh i'm gonna call larry wayland and get his input garson can just sit quietly <laughs> by well so yeah brandon, garson's been very catty lately brandon was talking earlier this week and said Smart there ass. wasn't anything in there on crt <laughs> and had been telling everyone that that crt thing was false so there is stuff in there about CRT? it's it's code. They they that's what they do, and and a lot of the discussions we've had in education realms is they just change the terminology. It's the same thing, but it's okay. uh, yeah. When they when they're talking about an equity officer, that is CRT. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was pretty bad when all the pro marijuana groups here in Missouri couldn't agree on this. Right. Yeah, but that, right. that, that, yeah. there's no reason for that to be in this bill. That that's just dumb. Yeah, it's just way way too complicated. Take it. Take it from a libertarian. If if a, if a libertarian isn't willing to vote for it, it isn't good. Uh, and the pro marijuana people, for the most part, are not willing to vote for it. Yeah, um, th there must be a ton of money for these people because 
we know how much it costs uh, to get those kinds of things uh, uh, on the ballot. Uh, it's it's a million plus uh, to get the signatures done uh, and have to pay somebody to do it. So if you're going to sink uh, a million plus into getting it on the ballot, plus all the money for the advertising across the state of Missouri, you must be expecting some kind of a huge reward. Yeah, what are you What are you getting out of this? Well, what are you it, buying with your money? It centralizes control. Right now, if you're in that industry, you can only own you know one of these and one of these a certain amount of, of storefronts, I guess. I believe under Amendment 3... You can own up to 10% of the entire industry in Missouri, which means it could create some major players, the cartel, you know. Yeah. I, you know, looking things over, I think I'm, I'm going to be a yes on five and a no on the other four. Anybody else want to throw well, in your... I, I it would will vote yes on, I think it's four... Um, yeah, the, that's the uh, Kansas, Kansas City, City Police. Yeah, that's a because yeah. it's already in the Constitution, and <clears throat> they it is how they're controlled, which may need to be changed, or maybe that's by statute. But the, what they're doing is defunding the police, and this will stop them from doing that. But I agree. I, I'm for Amendment Five. There needs to be a constitutional convention. We need to go back and clean this mess up. What do you guys think about a constitutional convention? Do you do you think we can actually accomplish that? Well, that question on the ballot is required. I think every twenty years. Yeah, I'm sorry, right. I just thought it was a yeah. Uh, it's, we have to do this it, every was passed so a long time ago. I don't know when, but but anyway, that's something that is required to be on the ballot every twenty years. So but do you a, think that we could do that and really clean it up, or do you think it could go south on us? I, I really, I honestly don't know without doing a little more research. Got to be honest. So. Well, I, mean, right. I guess it all depends on who's off at, who's in office at that time. Yeah, it, uh, it, it. I'd have to look into it a little more. So, but yeah. I've been kind of focusing on the other amendments, and uh, yeah, it really, it, it bothers me when people uh, don't have the information. Uh, like Amendment Three, like I said, they think that the legislature, legislature, which is a supermajority of Republicans, is putting this on the ballot, and it's just not the case. So. All right, all right, we got to get back to guns because that's what we're really all about here. Democrats do want to ban your guns, and they have a bill that they have proposed. Bearing Arms has the uh, information. It's H.R. 4269, and it says, quote, to regulate assault weapons, to ensure that the right to keep and bear arms is not unlimited and for other purposes. Uh, they've proposed a bill that directly counters the wording of the Second Amendment. Uh, they are brazen, according to Cam Edwards, in their hatred of your natural right to armed self-defense. They'd like to outlaw the vast majority of the best-selling rifles, shotguns, and handguns in the United States. Any device or part that could, quote, accelerate the rate of fire of a semi-automatic rifle. And that could be just about anything. They're going to uh, ban fingers? Yeah, yeah. Could you, what if they come up with a finger exercise that would enable you to, to pull the trigger more quickly? I guess that would be illegal. Uh, parts kits that enable citizens to build common firearms and standard capacity magazines. But wait, there's more. Unlike the uh, assault weapon ban uh, from 1994, 
This one will make it unlawful for a person to import, sell, manufacture, transfer, or possess in or affecting interstate or foreign commerce a semi-automatic assault weapon. They intend to make it illegal to transfer any of the tens of millions of firearms that they would ban uh, with then specific intent of having all those firearms be made illegal by simple attrition in the course of a generation because you wouldn't be allowed to pass down your firearms to your family members nor would you be allowed to share them with family and friends at the range when you die your grandfather's uh, you know when your grandfather's guns would be made illegal this is what they're proposing this is incredible uh, let me go to uh, Garson. Uh, this destroys the industry and the Second Amendment. Yeah, I mean, this is almost exactly what Canada's ban on handguns is trying to accomplish. And California has something similar to this on the books already. Um, so there will be no disposition of your firearms after they're in your possession. So they can basically breed it out of us. And it's interesting... The, the pushback and the litigation against Missouri's Second Amendment Preservation Act, part of their logic or part of their argument is, we're not trying to take your guns. Quit saying that. You know, you, Missouri passed SAPA because you're afraid the government, federal government's going to take your guns. And then they do this. And I don't care what database you look at, there are at least between 20 and 24, 25 million Rifles that fit the description of an of an AR or a modern sporting rifle in American hands, and the crazy thing is there were over four million sold as recently as 2020. I don't have numbers sooner than or more recent than that. But uh, October said 1.2 million firearms total. Just in October. Yeah, just in October. Holy I mean, Toledo. Americans are buying up arms like crazy. You know, does anybody wonder why? Yeah, and then, you know, the interesting thing about this law that that kind of makes it even crazier is any uh, anything that could make the gun fire more quickly. Well, Garson, don't you guys have uh, uh, triggers that uh, that I can buy to put in my AR or uh, any, sem- uh, you know, my Glock? I can uh, get a better uh, trigger pull? Yeah, I mean, every, every match trigger or every reduced weight trigger pull kit accomplishes that it makes the trigger pull cleaner and more precise and to do that it generally reduces the amount of weight required to activate that trigger so that would make it work faster in theory and i think president biden has data that that makes the bullet go faster <laughs> well he's 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 not done with well, stupid. Not, not to mention his double barrel shotgun you know is available with two triggers and you can pull those both at the same time well, what did he say about 9mm uh, rounds? Blow your lung out. <laughs> Blow your lung out. <laughs> well, he is a it genius. He's more he? dangerous than nicotine. Yeah. How, can he, how can you have the hubris to write laws about something you don't know anything about? Be a Democrat? Oh, all right. Now you've wrapped that up for me. All right. Speaking of wrapping things up, quick break. We're going to come back to Gary on Guns on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. It is 51 minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Chuck Basie is in, and uh, he's not alone. He has uh, Garson from 
Graffs in Mexico, Missouri. And uh, then we've got uh, our own Dale Roberts, the... Uh, the uh, well, the the attorney's attorney for gun laws. How's that? Did I? You owe me for that, by the way. I thought I, you were going to call him something else. I so, I was nervous. Uh, well, you were nervous. <laughs> it almost <laughs> slipped out of my mouth too. <laughs> uh, the guy that called you that is actually running against Sheree Tolson Rice, right? He is, and and I was just hearing recently that at, at a recent retirees event for Mizzou, in his concluding remarks. He said in front of the whole crowd, F Mizzou. So I guess that's what? Yeah, that, that's what uh, I heard. I, I wasn't at the event, but he uh, they have a big breakfast every election cycle, the Retirees Association at the University of Missouri. And it's a big crowd, 120, 150 people show up. Um, and uh, that was my understanding that Mr. Well, that this guy running against Shree uh, made that remark uh, to the crowd, which is... Uh, like unbelievable in my opinion. This guy's got a real potty mouth, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, it was dumber than stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree with that. All right, uh, show and tell coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, but uh, apparently, and I've been predicting this for a while, the red wave is going to happen. The red wave is going to happen. I, I said this two months ago. Long before anybody else acknowledged it, and I believe, and politically speaking, those undecideds usually break in favor of the challengers, uh, not the incumbents. And I think uh, the Republicans are going to take Georgia. I think they're going to take Pennsylvania. Uh, I think they're going to get Arizona. I think they're going to have more than a one-seat majority in the Senate, and I think they're going to take the House. Uh, when you look at what's going on in New York, uh, really solid blue state, and uh, Governor Hochul is struggling to, to keep that uh, that seat in the hands of the Democrats. Colorado, the Democrats are having a problem. I mean, it's just like it's all over the place. And I think on on Wednesday we're going to wake up and have the Republicans in control uh, pretty much everywhere. And I'm guessing that it's going to trickle down uh, to state le legislative races as well. Uh, so I think that bodes well for uh, any more anti-gun legislation getting through. Uh, would you guys, uh, you know what, I'm going to go to Chuck first because he knows politics. He's, well, he's I, run for office. I can't, uh, I, I, I think you're right on, on uh, the money there, Gary. I think it's going to be a very good night for Republicans all across the country. I felt that along, uh, all along, too. I just don't... Uh, I, I hope people, before they go to the, the polls, I hope they go do their grocery shopping, and then before they go to the polls, stop and buy gas, and then go vote. Because uh, how much more can we take? How, how much worse can you get in this country uh, before people realize we need to have a change? And, uh, you know, granted, I know you said it too, Gary, that Republicans usually don't do a lot of things they claim they're going to do, but we have got to turn things around. Uh, the Democrats are destroying this country. Yeah, I, I I am convinced that this is going to happen, and it's going to stop most of this. And it could happen at the state level as well. well and that's where really most of the anti-gun legislation gets passed. It's at the state level. Uh, it, you know, they may try on occasion uh, to do something uh, in Washington and occasionally succeed, but I think the real threat is state by state. And I think uh, if there's a real red wave and it trickles down to the state legislatures and the governor's offices, 
that gets killed, too. Cam uh, writes over at Bearing Arms with less than a week to go before Election Day. It's looking like the midterms are going to be pretty good for gun owners. The GOP is set to take control of the House. The U.S. Senate is very much in play. Uh, while pro-Second Amendment candidates have a chance at some upset wins in states like New York, New Mexico. Meanwhile, candidates like Robert Francis O'Rourke down in Texas and others who have leaned heavily into gun control on the campaign trail are trailing their pro-gun opponents while gun control groups are running ads that focus more on abortion than on their signature issues. Uh, O'Rourke uh, is getting slammed uh, down in Texas. I think he's a good five or six points behind. Most elections turn on two or three uh, percent. He's the guy is toast. And he, and I thought to myself, Mr. Gun Grabber uh, uh, O'Rourke wants to, you know, of course I'll take your AR-15s and your AK-47s. I wonder if I could get him on the program. I would ask him, what does he do for a living? I, I think this, you can summon him if you say Beto Juice three times fast. Is that what it takes? Yeah. Beto Juice? Beto <laughs> Juice? Beto Juice. Uh, I don't... Uh, does anybody know what he does for a living? Does he ever work? Nobody knows. Yeah. I, I know he's in Congress for a couple of terms, but other than that, I really but don't know much about him. Right, yeah, and then he's run for, you know, multiple, uh, you know, state, federal races. So, yeah, I don't think he's going to win this year either. No, I don't think he's going to ever win again. I, it, he has made some of the most embarrassing uh, videos <laughs> I've ever seen. Maybe he'll run for president then. He's done that. Well, maybe I'll win. <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. I mean, he's got to be better than Biden. I don't know. But I don't think know, so. The, the thing that worries me about the election, and more so at the local level, is that we've been confident, we have reason to be confident that there's going to be a red wave. And so I worry that voters will say, well, I don't need to vote. We've already won. And we need those votes. I don't think so. I think people are energized. Uh, to make sure this goes away. I hope so. People are lazy, though, too. Really? You guys think so? I think well, a third of the people never vote. Don't count your chickens before they hedge. Well, Gwen is in Dale's, uh, uh, has his, his position on this. She's afraid of the same thing. Complacency. Gary on Gump.